0: Welcome to Kim Reads and Talks. Now you will hear Kim read a chapter from the book, Beyond the Echo Cavern, written by Brianna Teschendorf. Enjoy. Chapter 14, Gabe Galloping. Before parting ways, the children agreed to meet back at the fallacious tree at the end of the day. It was one of the most central trees, and being so bright, it was easy to find again. On Charlie's insistence, Nakanor and Char- and Charlie headed off towards the cave door to work their way around it from the opposite direction. Sorry, I forgot to mute. There we go. Nicanor and Charlie headed off towards the cave door to work their way around it from the opposite direction, even though Nicanor laughingly assured him there would be no door into another world in the rock wall. That way only led to their mushroom fields, but Nicanor willingly went along. Annika and Cerise went swimming, but they took a long way around to the river through the most wonderful flower field Annika had ever seen. Cerise told her that the field was called Lee of efflorescence. Everything has a funny long name here, Annika exclaimed when she heard the name of the flower beds. Yes, Cerise confirmed, a place may be beautiful, but it can only ever achieve half of its beauty if it isn't given a wonderful name. So you mean if we just called this the flower field, some of the beauty would be lost? Annika asked her, trying to understand. Yes, just like some of the beauty of every girl would be lost if her name was just The Girl instead of Cerise or Annika, Cerise explained. I think I understand, Annika nodded, but she wasn't sure if she really did. The Lee of Efflorescence had warm earth that was grayish red instead of brown, Cerise told Annika to take her shoes off, and she did, leaving them on one side of the bed. It felt like walking in warm clay, and Annika could have walked amongst the brilliantly vivid and odoriferous flowers forever if she hadn't been looking forward to swimming. Before they left the field, Cerise picked a petal off one of the flowers, ate it, and urged Annika to try it. She did. The petal tasted like sweet popcorn and melted delightfully in her mouth. Oh, my word, she said, in pleasures of deliciousness. They ate a few more petals, and Annika was surprised that she was not thirsty, nor did she crave more of the delicious treat. After she had had a few, she was satisfied. It was not like eating potato chips or popcorn in our world. They left the field on the other side, and Annika forgot her shoes. It didn't matter. Every texture she walked on in Pertamayan was a delight. She experienced so much more without them thereafter. Meanwhile, Gabe and Sephora headed back through the velvety field of repose and continued up a hill. Gabe felt like they were walking for miles, but he didn't get worn out. When they had gone up the incredibly steep hill, he had felt a rushing feeling similar to being on a moving walkway in an airport. They had charged up the hill in no time. Sephora said, Isn't it fun to run up a hill? Yes, sir Bob, answered Gabe, wondering if he should explain to her that the opposite was true in his world. When they got up the hill and over the plateau on the other side, Gabe was amazed at what his eyes saw, the ocean. They were standing on top of a high hill overlooking a huge valley that led to the sea. Gabe was surprised that he didn't smell the usual salty smells of the ocean. He was also surprised to discover that Pertamion was much bigger than he thought it was. For some reason, he had imagined that it wasn't much bigger than the area around the cave entrance. Seeing the huge body of water expanding before him made him realize that he had truly come into a new world. He suddenly felt very small and shy and wanted to go back to Annika. Sephora must have sensed that his silence meant that he was feeling overwhelmed, and she said softly, It's a big world, isn't it? Yes, he agreed. Come over here, I want to show you something fun. She turned to her left and started walking along the top hill. She stopped when they came to a place on the hill where curiously long leaves were stretching from the forest behind them on long vines as thick as telephone poles, straight down the hill. Sephora gestured to the leaves and said, ta The leaves were flat and about three feet wide. They had what looked like red cords all twisted through them. What are they? Gabe asked Sephora as he bent down to touch one. The texture was like any leaf, slick and smooth. They are leaves, silly, she answered him happily. Well, why did you say they would be fun? asked Gabe incredulously, wondering to himself if everything in Pertamayan was all just boring leafy nature and if they would really get to ride something. Because of this, she said in a squeal, as she took a running leap and sped down the hill, going headfirst on her tummy on the enormous leaf. What in the world? Gabe said to himself, and then took off after her. The leaf was the perfect kind of slippery. It didn't catch your skin and burn you like some slides do. It was a little bit squishy, but so sleek, he just flew right down the hill. The sliding seemed to go on forever, almost like he was flying. When Gabe got to the bottom, he braced himself for the bump. He hit the sand rolling and was surprised how soft it was. When his body stopped tumbling, he discovered that it wasn't really like sand at all. The granules were the size and texture of cotton balls, but they were denser, so they didn't float around on the breeze. Gabe laid there in the fluff, laughing. That was amazing, Sephora, he called out to his friend, who was lying a few feet away, also laughing. Yeah, I love doing that. Hoan put those there for us. He knew we would like to slide down into the sand. Do you call this sand? Gabe asked, picking up a handful of the softballs. Yeah, "'Don't you have sand in your world?' she asked him, looking honestly concerned. "'We do, only it looks different and feels different. "'Our sand is smaller and harder.' "'Ouch! Does it hurt to walk on it?' she asked, still concerned. "'No, it feels really good. It massages your feet,' he said. "'We like to lie in it and build castles with it. "'If we add water, it gets all hard and sticks together.' Our sand does that, too. We build things with it as well. She was excited to find some common ground. Incoming, hollered someone from the slide as he came crashing down between them. Oh, hi, Briar, said Gabe, recognizing the round boy from their meeting the day before on the octopus-like plant. Hey, I wanted to ride the puny bogs with you guys, he said. Something about Briar rubbed Gabe the wrong way. He seemed like a very serious person who wouldn't laugh very much. Gabe wasn't sure that he would like Briar. Great, said Sephora, jumping up and brushing herself off. Gabe stood up too and looked around. He noticed for the first time that here and there down the beach, other children were running and playing. He could see a bonfire away down the shore. First, we have to find the bogs, Sephora explained to Gabe, as they walked towards the water. They live down here by the water, and they are usually pretty easy to find. They like it when we ride them. She fished in her pocket and pulled out what looked like a brown piece of twisty root from a plant. This is burgle root. It is very sweet. We use it to clean our teeth, she explained. The bogs love this stuff. We feed it to them as a thank you. What do they look like? Gabe asked, feeling nervous about finding the creatures they were going to ride on. Of course, he had imagined fenced in, tame horses, or something similar being kept by the Pertamayans. Well, like a round rock sticking up out of the water with bright pink marks. I'm sure you will be able to find them, Briar put in. Gabe was also sure he could spot a rock with pink marks on it. They all walked along the side of the water. Gabe suddenly realized that he hadn't touched the water yet. Can I touch the water? He asked, not sure what to expect. It was possible for all he knew that this water was poisonous. Of course you can, said Sephora. Gabe was thrilled. Where he came from, the ocean water was freezing. He and Annika swam in it anyway, but only until their legs turned purple and their teeth clattered. He was certain that the water in Perdamayan would be warm. He charged towards the beautiful waves crashing majestically onto the cotton ball sand. His feet hit the surf first and he stopped in shock. The water was icy cold maybe even colder than the water he knew in the Pacific Ocean. This water is freezing, he hollered over his shoulder to Sephora and Briar. What did you expect, that it would be like the river? Briar asked in the voice Annika might have used. Gabe's suspicions about Briar were confirmed. Gabe didn't like him. What is your ocean water like, Gabey? Sephora asked him. He turned and started walking back towards them in disappointment. It is also cold, he said sadly. I wish it were warm. Everything here is nice, so you might have had a warm ocean to have fun swimming in the waves. Oh, Sephora answered thoughtfully. I didn't know that you could swim at all in an ocean. Ours is too cold to try. Hoan's world is on the other side somewhere. But only people who are done in Pertamayan go there, she explained. Gabe looked thoughtful. Yeah, there's a place like that in our world, too, he told them. My parents are there, but it isn't on the other side of the ocean. The other two were quiet for a moment, taking this information in. Eventually, Sephora asked, Can you drink your ocean? Our ocean is yummy sweet. Sweet? Sweet? Gabe was very surprised. Yeah, Briar confirmed. Along the rocks, it makes crystals that we break off when we're having a party or even just for fun. The artists make sculptures out of them. They are delicious to suck on. Can I try it? Gabe asked with wide eyes. Sephora and Briar looked at each other and shrugged. Well, why not? answered Sephora. But it is a long walk down to the rocks, so let's catch our bogs and ride them down there. Come on! She turned and started running beside the turf. Gabe and Briar were hot on her heels. Thank you for listening to Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern by Brianna Teschendorf. Beyond the Echo Cavern is available in print and digital form on the website DiverseBreakthrough.com. That is DiverseBreakthrough.com. If you want to show your appreciation, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so more people can discover Kim Reads and Talks. Thank you and come back tomorrow for yet another chapter.